At University of Virginia Health System, we're for sharing the latest health information from top minds to keep you and your family healthy. With UVA Health System Radio, here's Melanie Cole. Coronary artery bypass grafts are among the most common heart surgeries, but what should you consider if you're somebody that has coronary artery disease? My guest today is Dr. John Kern. He's a board-certified thoracic and cardiac surgeon who specializes in adult heart surgery, including coronary artery bypass grafts at UVA Health System. Welcome to the show, Dr. Kern. Tell us who might be somebody that would be a candidate. Who might need coronary artery bypass surgery? Well, many patients with coronary artery disease uh, might, in fact, need coronary bypass surgery. Coronary artery disease is when the arteries that supply blood flow and oxygen to the heart become blocked, and that's the main cause of heart attacks. So there, fortunately, are many different ways to treat coronary disease. Some patients just need medications or changes in their lifestyle. Some patients, fortunately, can have their blocked arteries treated with stents, but for a significant proportion of patients, depending on the number of blocked arteries and their other medical problems, it turns out that the best treatment, the best long-term treatment, would be coronary artery bypass surgery. How would somebody know if they have coronary artery disease? Well, for a lot of patients, the first symptoms can be quite dramatic, meaning they're fine one day and the next day they start developing chest pain and may be so unfortunate as to actually have a heart attack. Of course, those patients who go to the hospital get evaluated and treated and probably get a cardiac catheterization. And then depending on those findings, we decide should those patients be treated with stents or should they undergo surgery. A lot of patients, the symptoms can be much more subtle. They don't really, they aren't so dramatic. So patients may be fine, but over the course of time, they develop some chest pain that they've never had before. And if they're good about going to their doctor, they'll have it evaluated further, they may undergo a stress test, and then ultimately their coronary artery disease may be diagnosed. So then you spoke that some people might start with medication. What would those be? What would be the first line of defense if you determine somebody has these blockages in coronary artery disease? Well, a lot of the medications are designed at uh, what we call risk factor modification. So uh, certainly aspirin or some form of antiplatelet therapy, medications to control blood pressure, medications to keep the heart rate under control, and then other forms of medications to treat any kind of cholesterol or lipid imbalances, which may also contribute to the development of blocked arteries. So if medicational intervention does not work and you've determined that somebody might need bypass surgery, what's involved? What can they expect as a pre-surgical interventions and then what's it like? The pre-surgical interventions are mostly all diagnostic and are tests that are done to ensure as safe an operation as possible. In this day and age, coronary artery bypass surgery is remarkably safe. Nearly 99% of the patients who undergo coronary artery bypass surgery recover just fine with no complications. The time in the hospital is roughly five days. Most people are able to go home after surgery, and all we do is ask them to take it easy for three or four weeks. The incisions we use uh, in this day and age are much smaller than it used to be. A lot of people have friends or family who had coronary artery bypass surgery 10 or 20 years ago, and uh, they have very long incisions either on their chest or they have long incisions on the leg from where we uh, take some of the vein to use for the bypasses. 
these incisions are much smaller now. And in fact, the incision on the leg is sometimes only an inch long because we use scopes uh, to take the vein out. And so the postoperative recovery is a lot quicker now than it used to be. So speaking of taking that vein, the saphenous vein, whatever vein you choose, how does that work? You take a piece, can they deal without a piece of their vein? What do you do with that? Absolutely. Fortunately, the body is a remarkable machine, and it's made with a lot of backup systems in place. And when you talk about veins, even anyone can look at the back of their own hand and see all the blue veins on their hand. And you might imagine that you can do without one of those, and all the other veins take, take over its job. That's absolutely fascinating. So once you do that and you've grafted this piece of vein in there, does the body create a collateral circulation or does it all run through what you've just grafted? Exactly. The whole purpose of coronary artery bypass surgery is to provide a conduit for the blood flow to flow through around the area of blockage in the artery on the heart. So we don't remove the blockage. We just provide another pathway for the blood to flow. And sometimes we use vein from the leg for that. Most of the time for the main artery on the front of the heart, we use an artery on the inside of the chest wall called the internal thoracic artery. And that's very important because that particular artery, when used as a bypass, stays open for the entire lifetime of the patient. In addition, we sometimes use an artery from the arm The forearm has two arteries, and we sometimes use one of the arteries from the arm. So we have lots of options for alternative blood vessels to use for bypasses. And what is the outcome? What does their life after surgery like this take place? Back in the day, Dr. Kern, as you say, you you asked them to take it easy, but there was no exercise, no nothing. Are you getting them up pretty quickly, asking them to move around and, and get some exercise right pretty quick after that, or what is their life like? Oh, absolutely. It starts right after surgery. Some of the things I hear from patients, again, is they had friends or family who had this operation 10 years ago, and they remember they were on the breathing machine for three days and long times in the hospital. Now, this operation is like many other operations we do, where the breathing tube is taken out and they're off the breathing machine within an hour of surgery. A lot of folks are sitting up uh, that night of surgery, And we are getting them out of bed and walking around really within 12 to 24 hours. And then once the initial recovery is over, we really encourage everyone to engage in some form of cardiac rehab. And there's really nothing too fancy about that. But what it is, is is it's a a dedicated exercise program done a few times a week, which is done under under some medical uh, guidance. So it reassures the patient that their heart is fine, and they can uh, gradually work up to pursuing their active life and maybe being even more active than they were before because they are no longer being limited by their chest pain. And how long can these grafts last in somebody? So that's what I was referring to earlier. The artery that we use from the inside of the chest literally has a 99% patency rate over the course of the lifetime. So it's very unlikely for that bypass to ever block back up. The veins that we use to do bypasses don't have quite that high of a long-term patency rate, but in this day and age with the new medicines that patients are able to take after surgery, the statins to help keep the cholesterol and lipids under control and better blood pressure medications and staying on aspirin, the long-term patency of even these vein grafts can be very, very good. 
And Dr. Kern, as, as a cardiothoracic surgeon, give your best advice to the listeners so that maybe they don't have to come see you. Well, the best advice is you can never start too early when it comes to living a heart-healthy lifestyle. Many of us, we, come, we grow up, we're in our teens, our 20s, our 30s, and we're invincible. But it, you really have to start all the way back in your teens living a good, healthy lifestyle. So proper diet and don't smoke and good exercise and don't get overweight. And all those things contribute to the development of coronary artery disease. And in just the last minute, Dr. Kern, it's such great information, and you're so well-spoken. Why should patients come to UVA Heart and Vascular Center for their heart surgery and for their heart care? So the unique thing about UVA is we have what we call a true multidisciplinary collaborative heart team. When you come to UVA with a heart problem, you will not see just one individual. You will see a group of individuals with their own expertise in the area of heart disease, you will see the cardiologist, the interventional cardiologist, the cardiac surgeon, the specialized nurses, the exercise folks, the rehab folks, the physical therapists, the entire team that an individual would need to regain their heart health. Thank you so much for being with us. Really, really great information. You're listening to UVA Health Systems Radio, and for more information, you can go to uvahealth.com. That's uvahealth.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.